Hey, everybody. Welcome to our guest segment here on the Common Sense Show. And as you know, this plays everywhere now from uh, YouTube to our flagship station at KYAH Radio in Utah to Global Star Radio Network to Red State Talk Radio to Megaphone, which distributes to all our podcast vendors, which is like iTunes and Spotify and so forth. So we're trying to make the rounds. We really are. And we'll have more information about listen by phone and all this stuff. Because we feel time is short, and I don't know how much longer we're going to be on the air. And I don't mean the Common Sense Show. I mean all of the independent media. So it's going to be really important that we get this word out. So I'm in the process of really stepping up my game. And people often say on my live broadcast on YouTube, Dave, you look like you haven't slept for a while. That's a pretty good observation. Absolutely pretty good. Um, Joining us today in our guest segment, and thanks for staying with us through that break, but joining us in our guest segment is Ronnie McMullen and you know Ronnie from Get the Tea but you also know Ronnie because he comes on here and about every month we have a friendly little chat about critical issues and Ronnie has a similar background to me you know he's radio journalist and so forth and he's now kind of ventured into helping people take care of their health needs and we'll get into that a little bit too but uh, Ronnie and I are going to explore uh, I suppose I would label this the depraved indifference of governments towards the health, safety, and welfare of its own people. So on that note, Ronnie, I want to welcome you to the show. Glad you could join us. It's always great to have you with us. How you doing, Dave? I'm really got no complaints, my friend. Uh, we're done with our interview today. I'm going to hit the gym, go hit some golf balls. 75-degree uh, uh, weather here. It's wonderful down here in, in, near the valley. And uh, so, yeah, life's good. That's good because there's a lot of people suffering in the cold. There really are, and my heart goes prayers go out to them. But uh, I'm going to enjoy my good fortune this afternoon. Well, Ronnie, the world just, you know, I go back five years, and I a lot of times I kept uh, log notes on my shows, and I'd write an impression when I was done. And I went back and I was reading them the other day, and I, I five years ago, and by this time I'm a seasoned journalist. I've been doing enough to really form opinions as of five years ago. And I looked at what I was writing, and I look at what's going on today, and what was going on five years ago was kindergarten compared to the challenges we have today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We're definitely being challenged today. But there's ways to get over the top. So, you know, it it just makes a warrior stronger. Well, they do say that that doesn't kill me, uh, makes me stronger. Yep. Um, unfortunately, I think there's not a lot of strong people in the world, you know, particularly in America. I don't know how you see this, but I did my thesis um, on resilience. And um, there are six essential features of resilience. And I think America lacks four or five of these across the board. <laughs> We're not a very resilient society. I mean, just look at people when they turn a light switch on, light doesn't go on and how they react. Well, yeah, and you look at the TVs today, it's not watching one show or having, you know, four or 500 channels. It's watching four shows at the same time, you know, and 400, 500 channels. I mean, we just, we're, we're overly in so many areas. Our, our healthcare system is most consuming. Do you remember that movie? You're, I think you're old enough with me. Remember that movie, Claire Back Wayne, called The Blob? Yes. And it went around just eating everybody and everything and just consuming everything. And it got bigger and it got bigger and it got bigger. The more it would take in, the bigger it got. And, and that's really how I see healthcare is, is the blob. 
It's just all consuming. <laughs> it just eats us up and it gets bigger and bigger. And with the bigger becomes more power. And I think we as people give our power away so quickly. And we have to realize, you know, as Christ said to Pilate, you have no power over me. But we, we as, as people, at least here in the United States, I think we think, oh, everybody has power over me. They don't. So we give it away, and, and they don't even have to ask for it anymore. They just give us your power. Okay. You know? And we do that by, you know, uh, our, our suggestibility is huge, huge, huge suggestibility. We go to the doctor, and the doctor says, you know, you have six months to live. We go, ah, get my affairs in order. I have six months. We don't go get a second opinion. And, and that's not even counting the, you know, one in 20 misdiagnosed people every single day. I, mean, I know. It's crazy. I know. I do know about that. And, and, and you know, it, it's interesting you'd say that, too. Power is assumed. And uh, this is in my wheelhouse. This is part of my undergraduate education in sociology. When you look at the nature of power, power is assumed, totally assumed. I mean, how many times have we heard the saying, uh, gee, there's never a cop when you need one? And that's correct. Yep. There's not enough people to enforce the law, so they have to make examples, strong examples out of people that they catch so they can get the people that they can enforce the law on to obey the law. This is this is exactly correct. Exactly correct. This is what martial law is all about. Martial law, when it gets enacted, it's going to be all about uh, setting up something. They'll have many TV cameras on it, and there'll only probably be one or two. But it'll tell everybody to be good little boys and girls. And so this is, you know, and I think it's a world we choose. I don't know if you'd agree with me on this. It might be a little on the out there, but we know where I'm at. Um, <laughs> I think it's what we choose. We choose a reality. So if we're in fear because of they and them, and there's there are definitely things going off. It's not to say that there's not things going on because there is. But if we succumb to that, we bow down to that, and we, you know, almost worship that, and uh, then that's what's that's where we're going to be going. And I truly don't want to be there. I mean, because let's you know, back to topic on subject, subject on topic. We are being very cared for by our leadership. I don't think so. The Trump's probably the best so far in I don't know maybe at least fifty years that seems to have something towards the people. Um, but most of the time. The leaders get in there, they do exactly what they want, they do with all their little crony buddies, and they make decisions, and they make laws that they never obey. And, and, and this is not just the United States. I mean, you look at China with that, the virus, and boy, they're trying to keep a lid on that one. And, uh, and this is the same in Australia. I've heard many negative things about Australia. Obviously, England, the UK, same thing, just completely, you know, um, like the Gestapo. So... What does this mean? Where is our world going when we don't even have the leaders in charge and our governments taking care of their people? And we, we saw this even in the scriptures going back hundreds and hundreds of years. There was a good guy, and then there'd be five bad guys. <laughs> you know, and it's like, when do we get a good guy? Um, when one has the courage to step up, which is becoming a, an increasingly rare event. Well, I mean, I mean, and I know you're going to agree with them on this one, but if you look at the political system that's gone on with trying to get rid of Trump, oh my God! I mean, and whose money are they spending? 
And what is their goal? Is this all because they say, oh, well, you know, he's coming against the Constitution. He's doing this and he's, you know, what do you Russia collusion, which has never been proven. Um, none of the stuff that they've accused him of has ever been proven ever. So what, what are we wasting our time for? And then what do they say? Oh, we're going to try it again. Seriously? Really? So this is a circus. And how do we really step up the plane when there are issues going on? There are air issues. There are water issues. There are animals dying issues. There are people dying. The disease is rampant, and we've created it. This is or They've created it, and we're just stepping into it. So now we have to fight with everything we have to be healthy, where before we just woke up and we were healthy. So there's a lot of issues that have taken place, people like Monsanto that have changed our ways, uh, geoengineering programs that have changed our ways, which we never voted on. We never voted to say, yes, protect us from the sun, which is a lie. But that's what – so I I just – I get so irritated. And the only thing left is for us to take our power back and say, you know what? No, 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 no. You have zero power over me. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to kill you. Well, so what? Because when I cross over, I'm going to come back and haunt your butt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but the the thing is is they don't have enough you know it, it's it's kind of funny when we look at uh we talk about martial law <coughs> excuse me and the control of the people we get into gee they're going to do this to us and do that to us and we won't be able to do this and that and the other and i'm thinking you're full of crap you know it takes what's the old standard uh, one soldier per 50 citizens to garrison a, a country and there's only one nation that can even do that, and they all have the flu right now. So, you know, I, <laughs> I look at this and I'm saying, this is why power is perceived. This is why I thumb my nose at these people. You know, we have a, a bill here, Ronnie. I know you know, being a fellow Arizonan, uh, SB 1625, which wants to really cut into our gun rights. I don't care if that passes or not. I'm not going to obey the law. Yeah, well, it's... it's <sighs> The gun thing is another – that's another huge issue. I mean it, it's been proven so many times that people that carry weapons, the crime goes down. Yes. So and, – and when people have no weapons, the crime goes up because it, it, this law could pass. And I'll tell you right now, the bad guys are still going to have weapons because they always have weapons. Here's the bad thing. How many of the people that are supposedly in leadership positions and political views and political positions – are in are a bad guy, which means they have guns. <laughs> so, so and they send guns I mean, to our enemies like the Democrats in Ukraine. Yes, so it's almost to a point where okay, if you're going to take my guns away, then maybe I just have to use my Jedi Force, you know. And people think, oh, that's funny, ha ha ha. But there is actually, I mean, they're scared of people that have power. That's the one thing I've always seen in all my years of radio. I saw the one thing they're scared of. Is people that have power, people have telepathy, people that have gifts, telekinesis. They they're they're deathly scared of those people, and there's a lot of those people. In fact, there's a lot more that that are even being accounted for. So mm-hmm. if we exercise our strength and not give away our power, things can change, and we don't have to be mean and angry and go kill everybody. That that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying stomp in the streets. I'm actually saying let's be like the Batman and pick and choose our wars. 
I mean, he doesn't, you know, all, if all of Gotham is on fire and everybody's running rampant, he's going to go to the number one fight that he needs to go to because he can't take the whole city on himself. This is the same thing we need to be looking at. What is the most important thing in our life that we need to take care of? Most of the time, that's our family. So we need to be doing these things and not give our power away, not give our health away, because most of the time, at least this is what I've seen, when we go to the doctor and we listen to what the doctor has to say, and all you know, and I'm not saying all doctors are bad because they're not. There's a lot of good ones, but um, they don't. That's, they call it a practice for a reason. <laughs> so, so I I'm not sure if I want to be the guinea pig. I mean, they're great for car accidents and fixing you up, but when it comes to other stuff, I, I don't know. I get a little nervy. Well, I do too. But the thing is, is well, this is where my bias and uh, cynicism will show through. But uh, governments do not care about people. Governments mm-hmm. only care about uh, the conveyance and maintenance of power. Exactly. Exactly. It's all they no. care about. No, they just, you know, and, and the thing is, is, is it's not all their fault, in, in my opinion. And I, I could be wrong here, too, but oh, well. Um, it's not all their fault. When we hand over everything freely, when we don't stand up for our rights, when we don't stand up for what is constitutional, where are, what are we doing? We're a lot, I mean, if you look at everybody that's in office, it's pretty much our fault. I so I, I don't I don't understand how Nancy Pelosi can even be in that her position. I just I, I, I still to this day go the machines are broken over in Cali, you know. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Well, they are. It's called fraud. But even without the fraud, I think someone like Pelosi would win because people are ignorant about what they're dealing with. And you're absolutely right. But you know, Ronnie, I, you know, I thought about this one time and I'm thinking, why is it we got I mean, if you look at the sociopathy rate, the people that have the mental illness called antisocial personality disorder, which is essentially inborn criminality. <clears throat> and of all the groups, CEOs and criminals and the general population and politicians, guess which one has the highest sociopathy rate? Which one? It's politicians. <laughs> I'm not joking. This is straight out of the mental health literature. I used to oh. teach this in my undergraduate psych classes, and, and it's true. And because these people are power-driven, they're power-hungry, usually there is something, and, and this is a general composite, doesn't mean it fits all, but generally in their background, um, they have some kind of perceived neglect or abuse, and so they don't want to give anyone else power over them ever to hurt them again, and so psychologically they do what we call overcompensation, which is a defense mechanism, where they try to control their entire environment. And power becomes as important to them, and sometimes more so than even the collection of money. And they see money as a power instrument as well, too. And this describes a lot of our politicians. But I also say this, too, Ronnie, and I'd like to get your reaction to this. If we want better people in government, we got to be better people ourselves. Because then, if we lived our lives the right way, it would make no sense to have a Nancy Pelosi in office. Absolutely. You're, you're very correct on that one. And I, I think I know your second group... Uh, politicians and then would probably be Hollywood would be number two. I don't remember if that was on there. No, I'm not going to quiz agree you, with you. I, I would agree with guess. you. But I would agree with you. I, I think you're totally 100% right. CEOs were up there too. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah, they're probably they, actually two and then maybe Hollywood three. But Hollywood is a CIA operation. So we're kind of still backtracking back to politicians because CIA is really almost a polit- political thing anyway. 
um, they just carry guns. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, it's we're, – we're, I don't know, and this goes back to – and we've talked about this on, on different shows. I see all this like the walls are closing in and the dark side is showing its face. Um, you know, we, let's use another analogy. You know, Star Wars in the last movie, everything's closing in and they're watching everybody die. And it's it's real time. It's real time. And you lose hope because of what your your reality is right now, what you actually visually see. You visually see our politics being like you just you almost turn them off and go, is that absolutely real? Or is this another is this another one of those movies? You know, like Wag the Dog's Tale or, you know, what is this some kind of reality i mean what it, it's literally a reality check and yeah. i think when we we have all the walls closing in we kind of give up instead of you know instead of being the batman and saying okay how do i get out of here oh i got to go up, up the top and over the walls how do you get up the walls well when the walls close in close en- close enough i'll step myself up to the top and get over the top so i mean there's always a way out always there's always a way out always yeah but see you're back to what i started with resilience it takes a resilient person that will overcome obstacles to do that and now we have a generational problem with resilience one of the factors i found in my research was that people are most resilient when they have a mentor a guide that has been through it i mean alcoholics anonymous for example is based on this notion and you can mentor someone through a crisis well if you've got generational gaps where you got more than one generation that's not a resilient generation where do people get the mentors from on, with, with large numbers? Well, I think the millennials is kind of an interesting concept, too. The millennials have some different views that I don't carry. And so, and I take that as a negative. But on a positive, I think there's some resilience built into them because they've seen some of the world, they've seen their parents go through this, that, and the other, and they're going, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stand up for my rights. So we might see a change, a course change by our millennials. Um, yes, they have some other views that I don't agree with, and um, but they, they're, they're, waking, they're waking up or they're maybe already awake. And they might change for the good, especially if we can have a few good mentors for some of the millennials to say, here's what we need to do. Um, and they're using this, even the political realm, because the millennials are taking over California. And they're being led by people like Nancy Pelosi, which is absolutely, I think she needs to go to a brain surgeon and see if everything's okay. But, you know, it's like, and I feel sorry for her. I mean, I feel sorry for when she actually actually has to use religion to get into politics while I pray for the president. Really? I mean, that that made me mad. And, and I'm so glad that, <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, the president took a, took a, huge stout view and said no you're not you know and basically she's not praying she's cursing it's an inside curse he's like witchcraft and i think she is the wicked witch of the west i'm not sure but uh you know most people have cars in the garage she's got brooms so (laughs) i just i just think it's you know interesting that we could call this the speaker of the house really seriously Mm -hmm. the speaker of what house what house are you speaking from I must have went on a tangent. <laughs> no, but you know, I'm just taking it all in. You know, for a while oh there, I God. couldn't tell if you were talking about Pelosi or Clinton. Oh, 
Oh, don't get me going. We'd have a five-hour show as planned. <laughs> you think no, they double-parked no. their broomsticks or what? Oh, I think so. Or, or, or maybe Clinton's handing them down. Hey, Nancy, here's some broom. I tried to get as much mileage out of it as I could. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But it's, um, I mean, we're making jokes, but it, it almost is that theatrical. It is that theatrical. See, the jokes, it's kind of like wartime humor, right? Guys in foxholes living a tough existence, making yeah. jokes about their existence. That's kind of what you and I are doing right now. This is not meant to be funny. No, and you have to almost make funny out of it because it's so serious. You know? I think the Joker would look at us and say, why so serious? Because we have Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah, really. You know? And you know what's amazing? Is how she can lead and the woman can't even talk. There's something wrong with her cognitively. Yeah. Well, like I said, the brain surgeon thing's probably not very funny. It's probably very real. I think I it's mean, very real, yes. She's, you know. And, you know, another thing I've never thought, I've never understood is why they can be in office till they're 99 years old. You know what I'm saying? I mean, things give out, you know. It makes, you know, their brain doesn't think correctly. And in this time zone, you know, brain functions, it's a struggle to have a normal brain function. So with age things happen and why are they st i mean there should be a limit of to their age um that they cannot be in office after a certain age what age that is i don't know but that that I, should be a law i wouldn't even say their age i'd say term limits term limits would be good but those would just get broken again <laughs> that's true they make laws to break laws or they write themselves the exemption, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm exempt of this because, you know, whatever. But anyway, back to this. is, And this is really a sad issue. You know, if you go back to the scriptures, you know, the kings that didn't care about their people, most of the time that nation would fall. And I think this is what's going on with America and obviously China and Russia is they don't have kings that are caring about the people. So Maybe we're all about ready to fall. I don't know. All nations. And we're definitely not recognizing nations under God no. um, at all. At all. That's, this has gone to the wayside. And trust me, we will be in awe when that spiritual awe, that spiritual uh, God comes in and knocks on our door. We are going to be in awe with that. I mean, because it's, it's not going to go like the Bible says. It's not going to go like what we say. It's not going to go like the politicians say. It's going to go completely different. And we better have our bootstraps on and ready to go. You know, it's funny that you talk about this. I just did a broadcast this morning that's now out on YouTube and soon to be on the website. And I talked about how to identify a disinfo source. Because in this time right now, like when we're dealing with the uh, China crud, um, as we're going to call it, um, as we deal with this, you know, what we decide as individuals could save our lives or cost us our lives yeah. in the next few weeks. And and so I'm thinking, well, this is really important, and I won't go through all the details, but I said, you know, generally you can judge disinfo by one, two, three, and four, and I went through the characteristics. This is who you know you can trust, generally speaking, one, two, three, and four. And I went through that, but I have to tell you, there's a whole cottage industry out there that's put forth by the deep state that with people that are designed to fool us. They fool us in healthcare. They fool yep. us in current events. They feel us, fool us with the China crud. And when they can't fool us, then they seek to censor us. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is, is if you look at the China crud, yes, it's bad. But I, 
and I hope I don't get flogged for this, I don't think it's as bad as they're saying it is. I think they're using it as a fear tactic because when you put everybody in it, you know, everybody's going to wear masks and which that's kind of comical because when they really want to say something important, they pull their mask down. So I'm sorry, you'd be toast. So I think it's interesting how they use this virus or and, and many viruses because they played this on the pig. They played this on the, the bird flu, all of these. Oh, this is going to be pandemic. Never was. Um, and they're playing this. And, and you, if you look at if you wind back to the Spanish flu, the turn of the century, most of the people that died were the ones that got the vaccine. Yes. So, so you kind of go and, and this one, there's no vaccine. And they played that one before, too. There's no vaccine for it. Um, so what do we do? What do we do? So I'll be curious to see when one comes available. They said six months. If it's before six months, then I kind of question what's really going on. So there's a lot of issues. I mean, think about it. Disease is really a controller of people. Really. So nobody wants to be sick and they're scared of being sick because these sicknesses take people out and you suffer. You suffer immensely with a lot of these diseases. So if they can control by disease, which is, I think they call that bio-warfare, um, then where are we? So this goes back to, but here's the thing. Now you go back into the consciousness, the Christ consciousness, and who dies? We don't die unless God says we die. So what are they going to do with that one? Well, you raise a really good point, and um, you're really cutting right to the heart of disinfo. And uh, you're right about controlling us through disease. But, you know, there's something else we're not talking about. And uh, we don't have to go here, but I wanted to mention this. Locusts are in Asia are becoming a huge threat. Africa, a huge threat, eating up food supplies. So not only could we see control through disease, we could very well see it through the old traditional food as a weapon. Oh, I, I'm 100 million degrees in your in your alley here absolutely um this is this is what they've used for a long time this is i I think this is really the underlying movement of monsanto which is now bear um and if you if you track bear and you wind that clock back that gets pretty ugly too so you know many of these are german companies okay (laughs) pfizer german company i mean these are all german and not to, to knock the germans but it's okay. I'm German. Octoon. You're exactly right. <laughs> the master is a propaganda. Yeah. Listen, uh, my dad, first, first immigrant here. I'm first generation on my dad's side. So Octoon, baby, you can say it away. You're not going to get any bigotry charges here. Well, I just, it's, it's not against the race. It's just for whatever reason, there's something there. It's and the culture. It's the culture. It's yeah. The and the bio warfare comes truthfully out of Germany. Um, mm-hmm. This is the start of what Hitler was playing with. Um, and this is the way the controlling the masses then. So controlling the masses with food, people starving. Um, and they play that card over in Africa, you know, starving people. They play that card in Africa. Um, they play the cards in many other – you know what? I was told this a long time ago. I don't know if it's true, but it sounded right. They said, you know, we as people with our disinformation media, mass media – we're told that Russia's our enemy, China's our enemy, um, that we're basically, you know, London, England, eh, we're, we're okay with them, but, you know, our two biggest, you know, owies are, are going to be Russia and China, and, and uh, 
and and maybe maybe even Latin America could be a problem there. You know, we could be going to war there. All you know, and obviously, of course, the holy war. Those two words should never go together in the Middle East. So we have this, and and we're always told by mass media that we're at you know we're in trouble. We're at odds with these with these countries. But really, behind closed doors, in the quiet of the quiet, they're all friends controlling people, killing people. That's what I was told. Now, is it true? I don't know, but it sounded right. I remember something I heard like 20 years ago about members of Congress. They'll fight like crazy on the floor, and then when it's all over, they go out for beers together, realizing what a good life they really have. Yep. And, and how that play was set so we believe a certain issue. So we believe, you know, and this goes back to suggestibility, you know, when the doctor says, you've got this. We don't know that for a fact, and he doesn't either. What's your symptoms? X, Y, Z. Oh, yeah, you've got this, definitely. Really? That, that doesn't mean that. Well, we could do a couple of tests. In fact, let's go ahead and do a couple of tests. Oh, yeah. guess what? We found out it's negative, and you don't have that. So if we would have went by it in the first place... And they diagnose off this stuff. They give us drugs accordingly. So I, I, I think we're, <laughs> it goes back to handing your power over. I mean, to me, with your health, you should be, you should be on target. And it's funny because I go, I look at the, the China, and they're putting these masks on, which that's, that's okay. Um, but I don't think they're being given anything naturally to withstand the virus. So if they're not being given anything naturally, or maybe they're going to be given something pharmaceutically, but I doubt that too because they'd probably charge them. So what are they going to do? They're going to just do these masks, make the you know the mask companies going, hey, we're doing good, you know, don't talk like that. So I just I'm I'm sitting here kind of in awe with how these so-called kings that care for their people are taking care of their people. They're not because. I would rather have something that builds my immune system that I'm taking rather than have a mask because a mask only covers so much so much of the time for, for a, a small amount of time, and it doesn't work. You're going to sleep with that mask on? It's going to be hard. It's just, yeah, I, I, I'm shaking my head in agreement with everything you're saying here, Ronnie, because the depraved indifference of governments towards their people, and I'll tell you, it's best exemplified how many people of, of their own did the Chinese kill you know, under Mao? What was it, 60 right. million, 70 million? Yep. You know, take a pick. Um, how many How many um, Native Americans did we wipe out? Uh, how many um, uh, people were killed by Stalin? How many people were killed by Hitler? Their own people. And we're supposed to trust government? Like this is somehow the exception to the rule. Look at how the Canadians are treating their own Native American populations. The lowest lifespan in their country, and they continue the abuse. Why do we have concentration camps in America? You mean FEMA camps? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, why, why is that even possible? I mean, oh. you, you just sit there, you know, Katrina was a, was a nice little test run. And uh, they didn't want nobody working together, nobody making uh, little lean-tos. They didn't want people... There were trucks of water, trucks, semi-trucks full of water, turned around, don't give these this water to the people. I mean, you know, we don't want any more help. What What is this? You know, these are trial runs. These are people way on the top, black ops, that are dabbling in dastardly deeds. 
And this is something that I go, really? I mean, so it, again, the walls close in. What are you going to do? And I think that's really should be the question for anybody listening. What are you going to do? You know, well, I'm not going to do it again. What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do about your health? You know, are you going to hand your health over to a doctor? Are you going to, are you, you know, are you just going to do nothing? I mean, a lot of people, you know, they go, oh boy, that's too much money. And, the, you know, and they'll go spend money on something stupid, but they won't spend it on their body. Mind blowing. And, and I get frustrated because I'm a company trying to help people. Oh, no, you're not. You're just trying to make sales. And I go, you know, you're killing me. You know, the, <laughs> or, or maybe you're killing yourself because if you don't, take your immune system seriously you are going to get one of these diseases coming down the pike whether it be the the creeping crud or or some other virus or some other flu or something that's even bigger yet people don't realize how much inflammation is a killer yes we we know diabetes is a killer we know that ms is a killer we know all these disease cancer and tumors we know those are killers but we don't know that inflammation is a killer so we don't pay attention to it. So we eat not according to those laws. And what happens is you're going to pay the piper. And this is not a fear tactic. This just is a reality. All you have to do is change a few things, and you're going to be sweet. And the biggest thing you need to change is going, hmm, maybe getting off of drugs. You know, we tell our kids to get off of drugs, but how many of us are on prescription drugs? And, and, and what are we doing about that? And a lot of people say, well, I, I can't. That's not true. Now, there are some circumstances that they can't. They have to have a pharmaceutical. I get it. But not all people on pharmaceuticals have to be on pharmaceuticals. Yeah. It's been a trust issue with their doctor. Talk about inflammation um, in terms of uh, what we do in our lifestyle that actually leads to this killer? Okay, let's talk about inflammation. Let's talk about a few markers. The first is gluten. Okay? Gluten has been, and that's been bastardized by Monsanto. That's the Roundup issue. So we can talk about how it got here and everything else, but we don't have that kind of time. So let's just go with that. First thing is gluten. So if you're, and, and gluten, wheat, is in everything. And you have to ask yourself why. Well, it's a thickener. It's this. Well, there's cornstarch that could be a thickener. So this is purposely set up to have gluten in almost everything we have. Now people have become aware, and there's a turn. The people are going, hey, I don't want gluten. And so the company's going, hey, we're going to lose all our profits if we don't start obeying this and getting rid of the, the gluten. So this is what's happening. So they're getting rid of the gluten. So every time you have a piece of bread or you want a sauce, sauces are full of gluten. Um, you need to get really understanding gluten because this is this is a huge huge inflammation marker. This will this will give you inflammation like nobody's tomorrow. Number two, most people don't know this. Beef, you know, we all love our steaks, we love our hamburgers, but beef is absolutely inflammation. So is uh, dairy products. You know, those cheese hounds. And everybody goes, "Geez, Ronnie, you taking everything away from me?" No. I'm not taking everything away because I'll tell you how to make this work. So cheese, huge, huge. Anything that's milk, dairy, that's you're in trouble, big trouble. Uh, if you want milk and you just want a little bit, you know, if everything in moderation is not too bad, get raw milk. 
But boy, they came out and tried to come against the raw milk issue too. So that's a whole nother show. You know, can't believe you they would take guns and, and raid a, a, far, a milk farm in Ventura, California with guns for raw milk. You just kind of go, really? But anyway, so you have your dairy, you have your, your beef, you have your uh, gluten. These are huge, huge uh, inflammation markers. Um, and when you get the inflammation, this goes. This can go in your joints. This can go in your nervous system. This can go into your brain. This can go into your eyes. This is this is you know, and this is the gluten goes into your gut, and gut bacteria go up into your brain, and the next thing you know, you've got stuff going on. So these are things that we can just cut, and you say, well, so no more cheese, no more beef, and there's other things too, sugar, <laughs> inflammation. You know, so you go, okay, take my sugar, take my beef, take my, what do I have left? Well, nobody can live like that, okay? That's the truth. Nobody can live like that. And they'd say alcohol, too. Alcohol is another one. So, okay, let's talk about a reality check. So, I would say get rid of your gluten completely, okay? Completely. Totally kill gluten. I would say your beef, limit it to once a week, you know? And if you're a, a beef you know, seven days a week right now, then go to two times a week and then go to one time a week. Sugar, go to one time a week. You know, I, I'm going to have something that I really want one time a week. Do not mix it with gluten, okay? And if you start doing some of these things, you're going to feel so much better. And then the other thing is get your phytochemicals with, with your, you know, drinking maybe uh, they have so many juices now that's kind of cool. So they have celery juice or they have kale juice. It's really not that bad. They mix it with apple juice, and it's it's not that bad. And you're getting some good stuff that your body tends to move with. Um, and then, like you know, the same thing that is going to ward off and bring your immune system. By the way, this stuff will bring your immune system up because gluten and beef and cheese and all that stuff takes your, your immune system down, which means it's taking your shields down. So my astaxanthin and also my allicin my allicin advance is probably one of the number one things that's going to keep your immune system up and if your immune system is up you're not going to get these creeping creds that, that keep on coming at us and threatening us as a pandemic so this is something so why isn't this taught to people let, let me because, back about it. it's sugar and see i, I know about sugar but because uh, I've interviewed people like yourself with a natural health background, but what about you know what you're talking about here with gluten and and uh, inflammation? Why aren't we taught this? Because a regular doctor, I think, has four or eight hours of teaching in all of his years of of schooling. So in nutrition, that's all he has. So it's not that he's an ignoramus; it's just he's never taught. And so the belief system, you think a pharmaceutical company is going to come up here and say, hey, you know what, you got gluten problems, This you could fix this with it. gluten, you could fix it. No, because they want you, there's anti-inflammation drugs, but we don't look at adverse effects. And there's no adverse effects on Allison Advanced or Astaxanthin. There's, there's no, I mean, if you look at what Astaxanthin does, oh my gosh, this is a, an, another wow and these are things that, you know, which we can talk about that next month. But we need to get geared up and what we can do. And if you change your diet, now here's another thing. Lack of oxygen causes inflammation. Okay? Lack of oxygen. So now what? What do we do with that one, Ronnie? Easy. Start oxygenating yourself with 
a little bit of exercise. When I say exercise, the first thing people think of is cardio and running and, and dying, and, and they go, I don't want to do that tonight. I'm tired. I worked all day. I say, yeah, I agree with you. Go take a walk. You know, go take a walk, half a mile. Believe it or not, half a mile is not that long. Half a mile you start with. Just walk around the block a couple times or one time and just start. And you know what? Just the air and breathing and just you believe you just wouldn't believe what it does because it not only does it get rid of inflammation, but it calms you down. It's like a yoga practice without doing yoga stretches. So these are all things that will help you with the inflammation. Just so you know, if you have anything to do with diabetes, when your inflammation's up, guess what? Takes your blood sugar up. And people don't know that one either. So, so, and just if you're in diabetes, everything takes your blood up because you can have a stressful day. Guess what? Your blood just went up. If you have an emotional day where, hey, we just hit a jackpot, we won $10,000, that can take your blood up. If you have sex, that can take your blood up. So, this is really inflammation takes your blood way up. And inflammation doesn't come off in, you know, two hours. It's not like you eat a piece of meat and two hours later you're good to go. It stays inflamed for so long, so long, days and days. So you don't – why mess with it? And we and headaches. This is going to get people – I have migraines. I have migraines. Yeah, how much gluten do you have? Get rid of your gluten. You get rid of your headache. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of simple stuff. you know. And, and people diagnose themselves without a doctor. That's not even start, smart either. But on the same token, the doctor's never going to say, hey – you have gluten sensitivity. They, they might, okay? But they're not going to try to get you on natural progress. They're going to get you on drugs. And I don't want to take anti-inflammation drugs and have adverse effects. I, I don't need that in my life. So if you can't trust the doctor to diagnose you and you can't trust yourself, who do you trust? Naturopath doctor. Because a naturopath is going to very much help you. They're going to tell you what's going on. Um, they are a doctor. A nutritionalist is another one, is, is a great one. Nutritionalists, a lot of them can check you and say, yep, this is what's going on with you. They know. Um, I remember going to a doctor clear back years ago, and he was uh, in on, I had just been diagnosed with diabetes, um, and he basically like said, you know, I'm going to give you this drug or whatever, but he took me in a side door because he, he could see my face. I don't want to take drugs. He took me in a side door and he says, you need to talk to this lady. She was a nutritionist and she was the best thing that ever happened to me. She got me on my start. And then this was many, many years ago. She got me on my start to go, okay, change things in your life. And guess what? You don't have to be in this pharmaceutical deal. So what were the um, big three? What, give me three things she did for you. Were you able to avoid this big pharma drama? Well, she told me she told me some different things that, that you can take naturally. She also said, okay, what are you doing with sugar? And I said, <laughs> having it every night, you know. Okay, you can't do that. Um, you need to eat apple and cheese. That, that needs to be something you can – apples are free. You can't eat a lot of citrus. You can't eat – and, you know, my numbers were like skyrocket at the time. So now things have changed immensely. Um, but the biggest thing is how you eat, you know, like meat again, you, when you take your inflammation up, you immediately, so she's like, stay on chicken and fish shrimp. Just so people understand shrimp's a diabetics, beautiful thing. <laughs> shrimp is awesome. So is squid. It actually drops your blood sugar. 
So, and water, here's another one. Do you know that water, what water will do for a diabetic? Excellent things for water because your blood has got stuff in it. It's, it's not absorbing insulin resistance. And I'm talking about type 2. Type 1 is another animal. But type 2, you know, there's so many things we can do. We can almost, and if you're just barely over, because this, I think it was 95, they changed the number. So now if you're over 125, you're considered diabetic. But the number was higher uh, back, I want to say 95 or 96. And that number's been suppressed and buried. I don't even know what that number is. But it was much higher. And so let's just say it was 140. Anything over 140, you're a diabetic. So when you say 125 and then they put the fear in you, well, you're going to lose your legs, you're going to lose your toes, you're going to, you know, and I think to myself, when you take on that fear, cortisol is released in your body and many other chemicals and so you, you become chemically imbalanced, you don't even think correctly. So people don't realize that if you just pull out, slow go it, start extra, that walk will do so much if you're high on sugar. It'll be do so much. And once you start feeling good about yourself, lose some weight. Every five pounds for a diabetic is a big deal. Five pounds, big deal. And guess what? You cut out gluten, <laughs> you're going to lose probably 10 or 15 pounds. So th these are just a few helping hints. These are really good. I mean, keep talking, Ronnie. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sitting here taking notes. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's funny because, like, I have a product called Takedown. And they're takedown pills, and they do great things. But here's the thing is, you know, we don't want to accept. Here's another kicker. i got to throw this out before I forget. If you're a diabetic, I don't know why I'm on diabetics, but there must be a bunch of people out there that need to listen to this. So if you're a diabetic, one of the biggest problems that you have is a digestion problem. You are not digesting correctly. You want to lower your blood sugars and make things better? Start taking digestive aids. You take a digestive aid. This is why my tea is good. This is why my D365 is good. But you could also take, actually go to a store and buy digestive aids and take some digestive aids. Take them with every meal. Make sure you're taking it with meal and water. When you do this, you're going to watch things change. Um, you're going to feel better you're, because you're going to digest. The other thing is, is, and this is why my takedown is so good, because when we take, it doesn't matter if it's metformin or we're taking something naturally. When we take it and we don't digest well, guess what? It's not gonna it's not gonna break down. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. So if it doesn't break down and you take metformin, two of them, you're on three of them. Or that's the other thing that drives me crazy, doctor. I'll oh, take five of them. It's like really? Yeah, I take twenty five hundred, you know, milligrams. You know, that's not good. And then it rips your gut up. Eh, you know. So for me, I look at it and I go, okay, if I'm digesting it. So if you took a metformin and you had a digestive aid. You, would, you might be get by on one or two, depending on and lessen what you're taking because you're actually digesting it. And so the key is digestion. Very important with the diabetic. Drink lots of water. Very important for the diabetic. Take that walk. And you can literally change your numbers. Now, here's the big thing is somebody said, oh, I got your takedown, and it really does good. And I said, really? So what was your blood? What do you mean what was my blood? Well, what would you start with? You know, checking your blood and what you, you know, after an hour, after you take takedown, what was your blood? Well, I, I don't have a blood monitor. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have a monitor? If you're a diabetic type 2, you might want to get real smart and get a, a meter because you don't want to go too low, and which most of the time you don't. And that's the thing that's kind of cool. A lot of the natural stuff doesn't push you too low. It pushes you just in the normal range. 
So this is something you should take your blood. You should be taking it in the morning after after you sleep, and you should be taking it at night, right before you eat your last meal. And that tells you where you are. That way you know you're going up, you're going down. If you're going up, you need to take care of things. If you're going down, you get excited and you keep working harder at it. And the next thing you know, you get rid of it. How long does it typically take for a type 2 to turn around? Is it individual, a grossly individual, or are there at general averages? It's an individual thing, but here's the kicker. Um, how long did it take to get the disease? You know, you didn't catch it in a week. And by the way, for those of you that heard the DNA issue, you know, you know, uh, my parents had it, so I have it. That's all a bunch of crap. So um, go to Dr. Bruce Lipton and you can you can check some of that stuff out. So that's that's not true. Um, you are an individual. God makes individuals. He doesn't have you have an arm from your dad and a foot from your mother. You know, it doesn't work like that. So long and the short of it is this is your disease. Probably started with digestion. Um, it's like this. There's a the disease in the eyes called retinopathy, diabetic retinopathy. And so they'll say, oh, you have diabetic retinopathy. Are you diabetic? Yes, I am. But they put those two together when, in fact, there are people with the disease that have no diabetes at all. So what is that with? Oh, you mean you just got it because what? Probably a gut problem. And they're just now finding out how important the digestion is and how, you know, Socrates basically said many years yeah. ago about the gut. All disease starts in a gut. So why are we – and this is what's funny is a lot of the drugs are not targeting the gut. No, so what happens – so if not. you don't take care of your gut – and this is where some of my stuff targets the gut. If you target the gut, you're going to take care of more than just, say, diabetes or whatever, whatever else. And I'm not saying you're going to get rid of it necessarily, but some of you are not real bad and you probably could. So it, it's about what you do. And taking ownership of your life, and that is taking ownership of your health. You mean the government's not going to do it for you? <laughs> no, they're going to put you on <laughs> drugs and say, here you go, and then and then what happens? Oh, I'm scared. I, I don't have my drug. I, I went out to dinner, and I forgot my, my stuff, you know? Well, you, you know, we do that a lot. Have, have stuff in the car. Get prepared, you know? Get ready to go. And uh, you know what I, like I have about my stuff in every car, you know? Yeah, well, I hear you. You know what I like about the natural approach, Ronnie, is uh, let's assume we had to go through Wuhan, uh, shut down quarantine, okay, just for the sake of argument, just as simply just an example. Um, try to get prescription for medication beyond 30 days or at the most 90 yep. days by mail order. With what you're advocating is you can have an unlimited supply and you can stockpile what you're treating yourself with for as long as you would, for example, saving food. Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly right. Because really, food is a medicine. People don't realize that. And the herbs are a medicine. So, and, and again, it's your choice. I'm, I'm not trying to push anybody to buy my products. You know, do, do what you want to do. But to me, if you want to feel better, how do you make correct decisions when you're chemically imbalanced? And we are a chemical machine. So how do you make great decisions? How do you do great things when you don't feel good? And trust me, I know this one firsthand. So I've had an array of different things. And you know what? I just stay on the road and the track. And, you know, I mean, I've entered into stretching and yoga. And, I mean, I've gone the distance. So working out, you know, exercising, diet, 
but you get to where you know your body. Your body will tell you. you, you you'll be. You'll start. You'll. You'll take a, a supplement. And you'll go. Oh, man, this is great. You. You start with because it because your body says, hey, I'm going to feel good when I take this. But if you take it and you have bad digestion, you didn't take it with any water, you didn't take it with any food, and you think that something is going to take your blood sugar down or make your blood pressure better or whatever, it's not going to work like that because it doesn't digest. <laughs> so you wasted your time and your money. And those directions, they're not frequently given by doctors that prescribe things like metformin? I don't hear... I have not heard of anybody with natural stuff. I have heard of... Metformin will do it, and when you get really bad, then you're just going to start taking insulin. And I'm like, so I'm going to shoot myself with a needle. Something wrong about that. Now, I'm not saying if type type 1, you you, uh, you know, I'm not knocking you. I, I feel bad, and my prayers go out to type 1 diabetics. But there are a lot of type 2. I know of somebody, <laughs> unfortunately, and they'll eat something super sweet and eat completely off the charts, and then they'll just go slap themselves with a big you know needle full of insulin. And I go, that's not good for you, you know? Um, if you look at diabetic retinopathy, wow, what they do to turn that around, that's not good for you either. It's not natural. So you start saying, what is natural, you know? If God put these trees and herbs and plants down here for us, why do you think they have, they're so medicinal? Because we just got lucky and we went into a field and said, I think I'll just eat these herbs and it should be better. It doesn't work like that. There's research that's gone on. God has given us the things we need. We don't need other things. So, you know, and this is not just to sell my stuff. I, I really, you know, you don't want to, that's fine. But I'm telling you, <laughs> it's changed my life. And and I, I take probably 20 to 30 supplements a day. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel bad about it. Try finding somebody with adverse effects from, from supplements. They're very rare. Very, 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 very rare. Try to see adverse effects from pharmaceuticals, see how many people died. Oh, yeah. I Listen, I know you're right on the money with this, but um, I, I guess the confusion I have, and I'm expressing this on behalf of what I anticipate my listening audience is thinking, is that this information is just not readily available. No. Well, think about that. Why? I mean, they could teach it. I've learned it. So why have you not learned it? Somebody else. Why? Why is this not out there? And it is, but it's it's hard to find. You know why? You have to research, and a lot of people don't research, and and because they really don't care. Again, it goes back to what's your blood read? Oh, I don't know. You know, really? What's your blood pressure? Uh, I don't know. You can buy a $25 machine. They'll tell you your blood pressure. Blood pressure is that. I mean, you're on the. If you have super high blood pressure, you're on your way to a stroke or a heart attack. Do you really want that? You don't. So why not take something natural, and you can, um, and check your blood pressure once a day and say, wow, I'm looking good. Hey, it's going down. That gets excitement. And when you have dopamine released in your body, guess what? It's a good thing. Well, that's a good thing. It really is. Well, let's let's take this and put this into the practical. Do you know of some things we can apply uh, in ways that will benefit someone with what we're talking about? I'm choosing my words carefully. I didn't use the word yeah. treat or <laughs> yeah. diagnose. No, no. <laughs> exactly. No. I can't tell you what to dose. I can't tell you, but I'll just tell you this. We're talking about the creeping crud from China, so let's just 
say, what would I take for immune buildup so I can build my immunity, which I call shields up, okay? If your shields are down, you're going to get something. End of story. What can I take? Colostrum is what you can take, but the number one in my arsenal is Allison Advanced, as the Xanthan's another one. Um, we have uh, what is called bioastin. It's it's 12 milligrams of of astaxanthin in it, and it's that's a beautiful product. I'm going to talk about that next month. But long and the short of it is, when you take and my tea, oh my gosh, if I could just get people, whether you tea or you go, oh, I don't like tea, Ronnie. You know, well, my tea. Just so you know, Lipton's going out of business. They're hurting because they're not an herbal tea. So. My tea does so much for you. I, I wish I could tell you all what it does for you. But it's going to clean that system that we're talking about. So now if you have that system clean and then you have the digestives, which are going to kind of burn off the walls of your intestines of all the gobbledygook that's making you sick, and you take those and then you take something like Allison Advanced, oh, you're going to be golden. You're going to be beautiful. And if you're looking at taking, you know, let's see, how do we say, uh, supporting your normal blood sugar, Takedown will do a great job. Jim Nemo will do a great job. Um, I have a huge arsenal for that. Um, if you're wanting to, you want to watch your blood and not as in sugars, you want to watch your blood as in another direction, the same thing is with Allison Advance. So here that's getting yeah. your shields up and it's doing something <clears throat> for your blood so you can take your little machine, put it on, and be confident that everything is in the good range. We got the whole... <laughs> Well, we got the whole genre here, really. Ronnie, we're out of time, so tell people how they can contact you. GetTheTea.com. You can also go to uh, Health Matters Now on YouTube. Punch in Health Matters Now. You can hear me talk a little bit, but GetTheTea.com. Okay. GetTheTea.com. And on that note, we are right up against it. My friend, thanks for joining us. Very informative to everybody else. We'll see you back here next time. Thanks a lot.